0: And welcome back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. And once again, in our what's summer, part three of our interview series made by now? I don't know. I'm still working on it. But anyway, Tyler from Beyond Checker Dome <laughs> is
1: with me today. So thanks for coming on, Tyler. You're reaching deep into the well when you bring me on, but uh, I appreciate the the offer and I am uh, glad to hop on for this.
0: Well, I know you're a busy man, so you have a <laughs> little one to take care of and stuff. So I'm
1: yeah, I kind like.
0: I was like, I'll ask him later, just because I know you uh, <laughs> his hands full. So yeah, uh,
1: I was gonna say, I, I remember uh, listening to the uh, season preview you did, and it was, it was right around the time that he was born. Of course, that was a whole big surprise. Uh, nobody knows uh, my son was two months uh, premature, so that was a little crazy. Um, uh, but yeah, everything was—it turned out fine. But yeah, it's a uh, different life being a dad. Yes,
0: I got you. Yeah, I know my daughter was uh, five and a half weeks. So
1: oh, yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, so trust me, I'm not as early <laughs> as you. So I mean, uh, yeah, so I got the kind of same thing. Yeah, that, with her,
1: so. it's it's no fun, but it's definitely worth it. We'll yeah, it that way. <laughs> gotcha.
0: So we're gonna once again go over our Blues' uh, season wrap here and kind of go over what you kind of thought of the season, where you think this team is going, where they sh- where you think they could possibly go with off season moves. Can they make off season moves? And then, of course, our big three questions have been asking at the end. So uh, I'll turn it over to you to kind of talk about the season. Just uh, Blues barely missed, kind of uh, made a little run at the end. Uh, went 1-4-1, and one, I believe, in the last six when they were on the cusp of kind of getting in the playoffs. Kind of blew yeah. it because ran out of steam, basically. They, that uh, is
1: exactly – yeah, I was going to say that's how I would describe it. They – six games in nine days to finish the season, and they just – I mean, they just ran out of gas. Uh, yeah, it you know, was quite yeah. obvious. Yeah, and yeah that, the devs yeah, killed
0: them. At the mm-hmm. end, uh, well, quality yeah. depth, let's put it that way. I mean, I think the depth is there, but I think some of the guys you didn't really want to play, like, uh, I think Tage Thompson just, he was just kind of tired near the end. He was uh, done for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's so. definitely,
1: I mean, he, he's a college, he's a former college player, and I mean, uh, they only play a 35, 40 game season, and you could tell, uh, toward the end that, I mean, he just, trying his balls off. He just could not get what he wanted to get done uh, yeah. Done for the team. So they had to uh, kind of pull back on him. Uh, relied a little bit extra on some of the veterans that probably didn't deserve it. Uh, Chris Butler, I'm looking right at you. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's not his fault. That's just the, the situation they were in. Um, you know, uh, everybody c- across the board pretty much underperformed. Uh, and it showed uh, a lot of people want to blame the general manager. Uh, and, and of course he Garb's does take some of the blame for that in the front office as a whole does. Uh, some people want to blame the coach. Mike Yo takes his share of the blame, especially for the power play. We all saw that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, when it comes down to it, it comes down to the guys on the team and they didn't get it done. Uh, and in particular, Uh, The one thing that probably killed them the most toward the end of the season was the trade deadline, sending off Paul Stastny uh, to Winnipeg. And uh, I felt like, I mean, yeah, you you could see that was a death knell. And they did kind of reach back shortly after that and do something and give us all hope that Mm -hmm. they might make the postseason. Like they always do, but it's always the hope that kills. Uh, And then there's that last six games, and we all saw what happened there. Uh, Three points in six games when you're fighting for a playoff spot is not going to get it done. Especially with Colorado, who was struggling too
0: at the time. Colorado wasn't really piling up wins at all. They were kind of, I don't know their schedule, I don't know their uh, record offhand, but they were almost neck and neck with us win loss record because I think we were only a point, either a point up or a point down with six games left. And Colorado really was, they lost the night before. So the Blues had it wide open going into those last two games. And, I think they put a little, not too much, but I think they had to put a lot into that Chicago game, the second yeah. Chicago game due to what happened in the first Chicago game. Uh, yeah. I had, I had a lot of problems with that game, uh, especially. That's what kind of broke me was that game where I, I was kind of like, okay, they're going to squeak in and, you know, Nashville will probably beat them in five or six and I'll yeah. be oh, in the yeah. season. So. It was but pretty was obvious to get them
1: if they for made at least it.
0: Six games and yeah. get, you know, some playoff experience. But, um, the thing that killed me was the over-reliance on veterans that, like you said, either didn't deserve it or just, you know. Like, I would rather see at the time that Mitch uh, Rinky over Chris Butler. Yes, me too. Uh, Chris Butler too. was out yeah, there yeah. with under two minutes left, a little over two minutes left, whatever it was, uh, in that Chicago game. He, he took that really not... bad penalty, which caused yeah. the power play, which caused Duncan Keith to score with eight seconds left. And uh, yeah, that's definitely that's on, sick. you know, for – I'm not, I'm not saying the rinky kid would have much is. better, but if you got to eventually, if you want to get guys better, you got to play them.
1: Yeah, and, and I and I understand why you would play Chris Butler over a, a bitch rinky because you're looking at it and it's like, well, this guy's got college experience. He's a college free agent. You don't know what you have in him, but at the same time, that's a good reason to put him in is because, you know, you don't know what you have in him. And, I mean, let's see what he can do because nobody else is really performing well enough to – uh, you know, make the spot and especially not Chris Butler. There were several times when he was called up and it's just, why is he here? <laughs> and it's unfortunate yeah. that it's got, gotten that way because I really like how hard he plays and all that good stuff. And uh, the fact that he's a St. Louis guy, and it's just, uh, I feel like I'm harping on him way too much. But at the same time, uh, that might have been the epitome of everything that went wrong at, down the stretch. Uh, you're depending on the depth and Another thing that's kind of overlooked is the fact that the Blues didn't have an AHL affiliate and of course they're strewn all about all over the place and they're, yeah, they're not all getting the right, right now. They they were not getting the right development this past year. That's going to change next year when they uh, have the San Antonio Rampage as their primary affiliate and you're they can send everybody there. Uh, so that's gonna get fixed, hopefully. Uh, but, uh, yeah, ha- not having your own dedicated affiliate, I think is something that's a little bit underrated as far as the depth is concerned, how that kind of developed over the year, uh, that a lot of people aren't really talking about.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I think they're up to, I think right now there's still a couple of the guys that are still playing, but I guess cause mm-hmm. we spread them out all over the place. Uh, I know, I think Jake Wallen's team, I think the devil's finally wrapped up. Yeah, uh, the Devils, Yeah. Bennington's team just lost.
1: Yeah, I so believe. they're out, and I'm trying to remember who it was that was sent there. And then uh, they had Jordan Cairo signed to his entry level deal, and he had a, a player tryout contract. They had sent him to Chicago, but then I believe was it was it him or somebody else that they sent? No, it was not him. It was um,
0: uh, Tanner Caspic, or
1: anything. Tanner Caspic. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. They sent him to Manitoba,
0: yeah,
1: uh, to to basically get a tryout and see what he could do, just to continue his season. Basically... Uh, yeah. We, we, yeah, skating. It's with a hodgepodge the team. Hodgepodge. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's just the hodgepodge just sending guys wherever they can just to get some, you know, practice time and whatever they need to do. And it's like, well, yeah, you know, it's not an ideal situation. So uh next year it's gonna be a little bit more structured, hopefully. I mean, you're you're probably looking at maybe like Craig ruby or somebody like that, topping down from the assistant job and be- becoming their coach or something like that. Uh and hopefully that'll stabilize that situation.
0: Yeah, we kind of talked about that, I think, with the thing I did with Tim, I believe, when uh Thinking who would jump down there possibly, and Ruben was who I kind of came in mind because I think he had a lot of success in Chicago uh, yes. two years ago, and he. Uh, yeah. uh, the Blues talked about making changes in the uh, season-ending press conference. Uh, let me get your. Uh, some people like kind of like, I think overreacted to it. Oh, to yeah. Say oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, Blues fans overreact. I've never seen such a
0: thing. Oh, yeah. So um, <laughs> the, I think the big one that comes out of that, which I brought up before, was everybody. He got he uh, endorsed Jake Allen, which I said, why, why wouldn't you? Because I mean, yeah. you need to A, keep his trade value up if you do plan on trading him. And B, yeah. you need to keep his confidence up if you plan on keeping him. Yeah. So yeah.
1: And I definitely yeah, think they're going to keep him, uh, and I mean, I, I they're they're going to probe for a trade. I think that's pretty obvious, but they're not going to get a good deal for him uh, based on what he did this year. He just, and this is something that uh, I know Tim and I have talked about on on our podcast before. Um, he just seems to have the worst luck, and that combined with the fact that he could not stop a shot to save his life at sometimes, um. Yeah, you know, and and of course, people talk about the uh, you know seasonal affective disorder or whatever he has in January mm-hmm. or February, um, and you know, it just it popped up again this year, so everybody's uh, kind of freaking out about it. Um, it's just a lot of things combined conspired to make that a shitty season for Jake Allen, and it's just it sucks that that happened. But at the same time, you cannot expect him to have that bad of a season again because everything went wrong for him and. Um, you know, yeah, he did not perform well. We know that. We kind of saw that, but there's no reason why he cannot bounce back next season and be at least average, and that's really all the team needs.
0: Yeah, I think uh another thing too is there was times where he was playing pretty decent. The Blues were losing oh, yeah. two to one, two nothing, three to two, um uh, yeah. where they weren't getting above two goals, and I think had getting better forwards and better scoring will have a trickle-down effect a little bit. Like I said, there's still – Jake Allen still has to save the puck. There's still some goals where you look back, and I believe it was the DeBrunk hit goal, the third goal in that one Chicago game. where It was such
1: an awful goal. It was a really awful – it
0: broke – and I think that's what broke everybody in the building. Everybody Mm -hmm. in the building just like – except for the Chicago fans, obviously, were just
1: heads down and like
0: they couldn't believe like (laughs) –
1: it, it was it was nice to go to a blues game or see a blues game and not see like 30,000 Chicago fans there. Yeah, it's uh, been that little sparse this sucked. year, which was kind of nice. Because so, the team sucked. It's weird how that works. How you know, a team sucks and they don't actually show up to the games. It's, it's weird. Yeah, how it so goes. it works out.
0: Yeah, because like yeah. Detroit back in the day where they'd have like a, a huge section of like where the Detroit shoots twice up high, that'd be that a whole be like red up there because they buy mm-hmm. the whole section almost. Yep. and uh.
1: Back, back in
0: the, yeah, back in the 80s it, yeah been, yeah they doesn't since they moved divisions you to conferences they really haven't uh traveled well i guess you could say plus they've been great yeah. for like the last handful of years anyway yeah so
1: yeah, I mean, yeah this is, which is you know fine by
0: me but you know yeah so uh, the season even press conference uh, happened uh they both both armstrong and Yo kind of took the took their lumps just said hey, it's on me oh, yeah. i gotta improve the team um it sounds Ryan. like, uh, yeah, they <laughs> kind of said basically the, uh, uh, UFA situation. There's only a few, uh, but a couple of important ones. So, uh, Cobb Rodziak, does he come back?
1: Or I, or should he come he, back? I, I think he should, um, under one condition. Uh, they they, they cannot overpay him. Uh, the, the, blues, as we know, are a cap team. Uh, they, you know, they spent on, and, you know, we can talk about the contracts here, there and everywhere, but, uh, whatever their their situation is what it is uh so they cannot afford to overpay bradziak unfortunately which is which and i say that unfortunately because he had a hell of a season this year Mm -hmm. um compared to what he should have done i mean you know he starts the season he was on the unprotected list uh on the expansion draft and he ends the season a valuable commodity and uh he was no longer the fourth line better by the end of the season he was uh playing up in the lineup and he should have been because he just overperformed his, uh, his, his role. Uh, I, he should come back. I don't feel like he will, because I feel like somebody's going to overpay him. Uh, You know, there's, there's plenty of, for every frugal team, like the blues, there is a dumb team, quote unquote, like a Vancouver or a Montreal who will be glad to overpay for a player like that based on, you know, Oh, sure. Look at what he did last year. And uh, Mm. we'll give you 3 million bucks. Um, you know, and if that that happens, I'm, I'm sorry, but he's got to go. Uh, because yeah. the Blues can't pay that for him. Yeah.
0: I said, I said about, I said two years at around between 1.25 and 1. 1.5 is about how high as I go.
1: Gladly take him for a, for a buck and a half. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, if he, if he, if he wants to stabilize, stay with the Blues and make a, make a million and a half next year, I would be glad to have
0: him. Yeah. I can give him the second year just to, you know, help him stay, maybe lower the cost a little bit. At yeah. 1.5, even if he deteriorates a little bit, you can stick him on your fourth liner. He can be your eventually fill-in guy if he deteriorates that much. I don't see that happening, but I think he's too valuable to a penalty kill. He's your main penalty killer, basically, yeah. at the end of the day. So
1: He is he is always out on the dot on the faceoff for penalty kill. Uh, I mean, you're not expecting him to do anything else specifically, and everything else you get from him is gravy. Uh, and this year was no exception. You, you got a lot from him. And if it, they didn't have Kyle Brodziak, there wouldn't have been. And we'll talk about some other players who they if they didn't have, they uh, wouldn't have any been anywhere close to the postseason. But Brodziak strikes me as one of those guys who overperformed. And if they didn't get that overperformance, they wouldn't have been in the position they were in to even sniff the playoffs.
0: Yeah. So a couple more UFAs. Uh One's Wade Megan. If they bring him back, it'd be a two-way deal, mostly in uh, yeah. San Antonio, which they probably will bring him back. I see him, veteran AHL depth
1: guy. Yeah, they'll they'll bring him back for you know when the usual six seventy five, one twenty five, or whatever it is yeah, they give for for minor leaguers. Um, but and he, you, you may never see him again. Yeah. But uh, you know that that's good to have uh, just some type of depth, and he's a center, so um, you know it's a commodity that is needed uh, depth wise. So. Uh, it was a surprise to see him make the team right out of camp, and uh, it wasn't a surprise not to ever see him again. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see what happens there.
0: So, uh, next one is uh, Scotty Upshaw, which, uh, yeah, I just think there's a lot of other guys you can plug into that spot and pride for the same cost. You can just yeah. go younger and maybe less stupid penalties.
1: Yeah, I think that that got him benched for a while, uh, where the, stu- the the stupid penalties did, and uh, you know he's. You know, going on 35 here pretty shortly. Uh, He's now a major injury, too. Yeah, lacerated kidney. Oh, I I feel bad for him. Um, You know, Kate and I uh, kind of had a kindred ship to him because uh, he's from uh, uh, Fort McMurray, Alberta, uh, which uh, is a big congregation spot for a lot of Newfoundlanders who are displaced and in the oil industry. Um, And my wife is quarter Newfie herself. She's, Mm Got family up in Newfoundland, so uh, we kind of had a kindred ship with him uh, uh, as far as you know. He, he's quote unquote a local guy yeah, to exactly. us. So uh, I would love to see him back. I don't think we're going to see him back. I don't feel like. I mean, it's quite possible he retires now because that. that why would he? Why would he come back? Uh, he's yeah. just lacerated his goddamn kidney. <laughs> yeah,
0: like if he comes back, uh, who knows if the Blues? I don't know if it considered insult or whatnot. Maybe a PTO, depending on sure. Like, yeah, I, do. But I mean, that's, that's do his that most point, I expect but... right now. Yeah, I don't him.
1: think he, even then I don't know if he makes the team. I mean, it's just, yeah. um, they, they he shouldn't, but uh, that depends on the development of other guys,
0: yeah, and, and maybe who they sign or bring in who knows what they that do. Too. That's too. Uh, so the last one is the big one, which uh, I already probably think it's not he's not coming back because the way he played is uh, Carter Hutton.
1: No, he's not coming back. Um, he's going to make. Way, that's the situation I see a lot similar to Kyle Brodziak. He's going to make way too much else, elsewhere. Uh, he's yeah, he a goaltender a to have a career year. Boy go- did he! Boy yeah. howdy did he! Uh, so he's going to be a super backup, uh, a one A, one B type uh, somewhere else. And um, Bon Voyage, Carter Hutton. Thanks for all the uh, personality and uh, videos. But he's he's going to. He's going to find greener pastures elsewhere, and that's great because he deserves it.
0: Yeah, I see someone like uh, the Islanders or Buffalo or, something, or maybe even Vancouver giving him overpaying him.
1: Yeah, I didn't think about Vancouver; they would probably do well with somebody like him. So, yeah, so, uh, even even if he doesn't perform well, I mean, he's a good veteran presence. And uh, yeah, I mean, if James
0: Reimer is getting around three million dollars, there's no reason why he shouldn't get three million dollars. So, yeah, not, I mean,
1: he's not not as good as James Reimer uh, overall on the whole, but.
0: But, yeah. Yeah,
1: he totally totally get that contract. Absolutely.
0: But he should get it. I mean, get, uh, being probably the uh, – maybe the best free agent goalie out there, uh, Car, uh, Kari Letton is probably the only one that's worth a note. Uh, maybe yeah. John Bernier, Maybe. Uh, yeah,
1: and I don't think the Blues are going to go after you, one of those guys. But, you know, you never know with uh, – again, if they do end up shopping Jake Allen this offseason, I think they probably will try to. Yeah, we'll try. Um, that I mean, Akari Layton might have to be a stopgap because I don't think I love Ville Huso. I think he's going to be a great goaltender for this franchise. However, I don't know if he's ready yet, and yeah, they can't throw him out. They can't throw him out to the Wolves yet. Uh, he's yeah, only twenty-two can, years old, yeah, but our our I think he, he'll you need
0: him. a little more stabilized presence.
1: Yeah, uh, I think you mentioned with uh, my your discussion with Tim. I. Uh, I saw him play a couple years ago in the ECHL level. And he just looked like a man amongst boys in that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was when he was 20, 21 years old. Uh, you know, he's he's gonna be a good one.
0: Yeah, but I kind of see uh he needs a full year to be a full time starter. He kinda Absolutely. kinda overtook the role a little bit in San Antonio for a while, and had a very good run. Yeah. Um, and then the Blues called him up and then he kinda lost the spot and then uh Colorado called their goalie up. So that's once again the the cluster F that was, uh, our AHL situation. <laughs> yeah. They kind of made him kind of like the, was a starter, not a starter, was a starter back and forth. And, uh, and,
1: and that was a, that was a year after he had spent a season split between Kansas city go, uh, ECHL mm-hmm. to AHL and performed well at both spots. Uh, he was, uh, the Chicago Wolves goaltender down the stretch, uh, and, uh, helped them to their Central Division Championship in the AHL in uh, 2016-17. So, you know, that he was kind of caught in the wash down there uh, with uh, the fact that Colorado, you know, they had to find minutes for uh, their myriad of completely beyond his control. So, um, you know, Villejuso is going to be fine. It's just he needs some steady goaltending uh, time to kind of settle into a spot. And I think one more year down in San Antonio will probably do the trick.
0: Yeah, so I, yeah, he definitely needs a little more time, in it, but I agree with you. I think he's going to be a really good goaltender. Ooh, he's to be From a awesome. little bit I've seen.
1: Yeah.
0: So i kind of looking forward to see how he can do in San Antonio with a full team. And Blue's got – I mean, they got the talent in the pipeline, in oh, my yeah. opinion. I think uh, this is one of the best times ever I can think of outside of when they first started the rebuild, where you have a lot of talent that's going to be on its way that you're excited about.
1: Yeah, uh, Jordan Kyrou. Uh, Robert Thomas, Tage Thompson, uh, I mean, uh, Clem Costin. Uh, I mean, he kind of had a down season in the AHL, but for crying out loud, he was only 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and playing in the AHL, that's amazing that he was able to last the full season down there. That's, uh, you know, based on the situation that he was already in where he didn't have a contract in the KHL and kind of had to come over. That was a very interesting situation there. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he, several defensemen like Wallman, um, I mean, you, you got the surprise of Samuel Blay this year. And of course you saw what Vince Dunn this, did with the big club all year this year. Yeah, you're quite ex- You got it. You can't not help, but be excited about that. Um, yeah. And there's other sneaky
0: good guys out there too. Like I think oh, Nolan yeah. Stevens is going to be somebody that the blues is, I think blues fans are going to like.
1: I'm interested like, to see what he can do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think he's going to be really good. Um kind of curious on the Mitch Rinky kid after watching a couple of highlight things, he just looks like a, a solid like second pairing guy that yep. you know top end may not top end second guy but that's like his peak i think yeah uh, but it's hey, gonna hey, have I'd... a right-handed guy in the minors because uh jordan smaltz is an rfa so he can has to pass through waivers starting next year so yes. the blues will probably lose him if they send him down because some team will snatch him he's a young righty even though he hasn't maybe had a great nhl career but yeah Teams are always looking for depth guys. I mean, look at what Nashville did with Brad Hunt and kept him on the roster and never played him.
1: Yeah, never played you him, know. and then he goes to Vegas, and I mean, he doesn't play much there either. But uh, yeah. at least he played a role on a Pacific Division championship team. So, uh, go figure. Um, but yeah, they got they've got guys in the pipeline. It's just uh, it's 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 you see that they're in the oven, they're baking to a right temperature, and it's just not quite there for everybody yet. And of course that. It has a lot to do with how the blues did this year because their prospects weren't ready. We saw Tage Thompson this year. He looked like he was ready for a little while, and then he faded down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, he, he's just one prime example and there were several others, uh, but uh, you know, guys just not quite ready yet for the prime time. And, um, and another guy that we didn't talk about was Eric Foley, the guy they got in the Paul Sasty trade. And I'm quite yeah. excited to see what he can bring to the table, but, I mean, his upside they say is like a third line guy, and, and if that's the case, I mean, I'm okay with that. Uh, I mean. know I re- I realize the Blues already have enough of those, but um, you know, you still need those kind of guys on your team. Um, whether you know whether or not people are bitching about it is irrelevant to that. Uh, you always need uh, what Steve Dangle used to refer to as competent bums. You need those guys on your team. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. every team needs them. Yeah,
0: and also you take a third line guy that's not making three plus million dollars. You can have a guy making minor league, you know, five hundred yeah. or six hundred, seven hundred thousand, whatever they make.
1: It's like six fifty, I think. Yeah, yeah so whatever that
0: is, I'd rather have somebody like that who could do pretty close to the same job as whatever the three million dollar person is doing. Yeah. Uh, so RFAs, there's only two that we really needed to kind of talk about: uh, sure. Joel Edmondson and Robbie Fabry. Uh, um.
1: Yeah. Fabry is pretty play.
0: much going to get the one-year bridge to, oh, to yeah. see how he is coming back. I wouldn't see him getting anything besides that. and It's not going to be that much, yeah, which is yeah. kind of good, yeah, I guess, considering the cap situation. Well, it's good that he's going to be kind of cheap this year, and hopefully he comes back and plays really well.
1: well and I think here's the thing, because people forg- people were talking about Fabry and how much the Blues missed him this year. and Sure they did, but he kind of had a down season last year before he got injured. Yeah. Uh, and then you're trying to count on a guy like that coming off of an injury who is most of his game is predicated on his shiftiness and speed and now he's coming off of one leg injury which is bad enough and now he's coming off two Mm. Uh, so that's just I mean I hope he put on a little bit more weight or something because he's going to need to have done that uh, to be successful in the NHL level Um, but yeah he's going to get a show me contract I think he'll probably perform well enough to earn himself you know, even more years but he's got to go out and do it first and of course he's got to do it without being injured and edmondson's gonna get paid um you know he's yeah i'm kind of curious looking... to see what his
0: contract winds up being i'm really yeah. curious if it's going to be closer to four or if I... it's going to be a l- little less than that
1: but i would <laughs> I... say
0: if you do four and four i'd be happy
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, if he gets, I would be happy with three and a half as well, but I don't know if he's going to go that low, which um, the way he. I apologize. Somebody tried to call me. <laughs> <much>. <laughs> um, So uh, Edmondson, he's, he followed up that great playoff run he had in 2016, 17, and he followed up with the appropriate type of season when he was down last year that team was was bad. Uh and you know that's a testament to how well he played last year. Is that how and how well he fit into that team. So um Evans is gonna get, get his money. Yeah, Not so nearly I definitely a see lot, but he's gonna get it.
0: Yeah, some way somehow he's gonna get it. Uh so moving to the off season here um and the free agent period. Mm-hmm. Um I expect Doug Armstrong. I'm on the other end compared to other people think he's not going to do anything or not much. I think it's going to be a lot more than people think. I don't know why. I'm just going to be over. I I think he's going to do a lot more than people think, maybe trade and free agency wise. Um, I I can tell you what, I can tell you in my head what I like to happen. But um, my, my hope going into the off season before the playoffs started was that uh, Washington got bounced in the first round and, Grubauer was the only reason they kind of hung in there, and then you can go after get somebody like Braden Holpe. Yeah, and that he proved that why I really out. like him. <laughs> yeah, he proved why I really like him because he came in and uh, stabilized the position, and now they're leading as of uh, right now, two to one in the series. Yeah. Uh,
1: so and and Holpe, yeah, I'd and I'd there's no way they can change. I know he had, had now, a bad so. season, but yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, I was just saying, they got to keep him. So, I mean, if you want somebody, you're going to have to get Grubauer out of that situation. I don't think I really. Which I care
0: think that's just that Jake Allen so. 2.0, in my opinion. But,
1: that, I mean, he could yeah, be better. Yes.
0: I just think he's just another unknown commodity. And I'm kind of at the point of, I, I won't say, if you're going to get somebody, get somebody that's proven. If not, stick with
1: Jake Allen. Yeah, I'd love to have a Grubauer type, but it's just whatever. It's not essential
0: (laughs) yeah there's no reason to spend it because they need cap room so they just want prospects and picks and you're at the point where we don't want to give more away we have a lot but i like to kind of hold on to a little bit at least and see how they kind of develop uh free agency wise uh i they're gonna need a center obviously there's one big one one. there's one big one obviously that everybody talks Um, about
1: but that's uh, uh, yeah, some some guy who wears number ninety one for the
0: New York yeah. Rangers.
1: I don't know who you're talking about. Who is that?
0: Yeah, so <laughs> uh, I, just, I love me. Of course, like any other person, I would love to see John John Tavares in a Blues uniform. Right. Everybody's me like, too. well, he's friends with Petro and this, and look at our cap room. And he, he's
1: he's friends with Stephen Stamkos, and I'm sure they have cap room in Tampa. So yeah, I'm hey, sure they will figure that it means out. Crap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. Or it's like his agent is the same agent as the GM in Montreal, and I'm like, whatever, man. So I, I don't care.
1: Your damn point. I don't yeah, I'm going to be in Montreal.
0: I'll be in that shit show. It's up to you. But uh, oh yeah,
1: well, he, what's funny is that he would probably walk into that that shit show and be fine. Yeah. it's really weird because I mean he is in a complete cluster right now in New York. So I mean, I mean, I, I and as you discussed with Dominic, a complete cluster. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I still see him being loyal, but um,
0: yeah. if, if he comes out of here, I honestly think the Blues are one of the more attractive teams that actually could get to his request of what he would like money-wise and stuff. And I think the Blues, as much as people don't like to say it, I believe a lot of the Blues contracts are more movable than you think.
1: They absolutely are. Uh, that, that's, I mean, people bitched about the Patrick Berglund contract, and I keep telling people it's an average contract for an average player. Vladimir Soboka, same thing. Average contract for an average player. But the problem is nobody likes average uh, except for other NHL teams which means these guys are very much movable. Now you can't move Patrick Berglund because he's got a no-trade clause up until the end of next year. Full no-trade clause and then he can put out a list. Yeah. Um, you know, it, Jay Bomeister if he were to waive a no-movement clause that he has, would definitely be a movable commodity and people there would be a team who would have, want to have his services yeah. coming off of injury. That's a different idea, but uh, he's only got one le- year left in his contract, and it's not much of a risk for somebody else to take on. Um, yeah, they do have a lot of movable contracts. It's just getting it done, um, yeah,
0: or getting what you think you want out of the yes. contract. That's the thing. If you could, you could trade him like Vladimir Soboka. Like, let's say you trade him. I believe the rumor at one time was this might have been pre-KHL that I'm mixing up in my head. Like a second round pick for him. Uh, I believe that might I, have been pre KHL, I'm thinking of, but yeah, yeah it, I, know, his name I, I, was bounced have, around near the end I, of the trade deadline this year.
1: Uh, if I recall correctly, it was when he was still in the KHL, is when they, they tried that. Yeah, so when, um, when that rumor was flying around, but and then, then no, that's not happening. Uh, but you know, it's, it's worth a shot, right? Yeah,
0: like if you get something and you somebody takes all the money away and say you are going to go out and spend some money on a free agency, um. I kind of think the Blues are going to overpay on somebody, and then my my target is my uh, my target. But I think the person that they would target is somebody like James Van Riemsdyk. I see them giving him way too much money. I,
1: I would be glad to overpay somebody who can score goals for me, and yeah. that's exactly that is all he's going to do. Yeah, but... I like him,
0: but I think they'll just give him more than yeah. Like 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 for example, like Andrew Wad played really really well. Then he got to the Islanders and. Mind you, that whole show over there has been really bad. But he was <laughs> yeah. extremely bad. Uh, you know, making seven million dollars with a no,
1: full no trade clause. Yeah, but could like I like said, James Van Riemsdyk would be fine. Yes, uh, yeah, because then I mean, you would just be feeding him pucks, and Van Reemsack would be standing in front of the net and never moving because he can't really skate very well. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. at least he would score forty goals for you because that would be all you could do.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I was. Uh, Another name that's popped up, which people are overly infatuated with, which but I'll bring them up, is uh Ryan Reeves coming back. No, I just uh, they got Chris it, Thorburn for one more year at nine hundred thousand. Yeah, uh, you can't have two of those type of guys on your team. Uh,
1: Thorburn was exposed to waivers.
0: Yeah. Nobody took him. Uh, yeah, I just you're not going to buy that. I mean you obviously it's one of the few contracts you could buy out without a massive. Hit to your cap, and you're not getting screwed over, I guess, to a degree. Yeah, um, but I don't know. Uh, I know Jerry Rutherford in his little chat on uh, the Athletic the other day that I was reading that somebody brought that up, like they always do, and uh, <laughs> and he said that he doesn't know for you know he's like I wouldn't say no because of his relationship with Tarasenko, and I yes. think that affected. I think that affected. Think of more than people think is what Jr said, which I thought oh, was kind of interesting. Yeah. But when you lose your friend, yeah, of course, and the person who kind of, you know, obviously, if we went somewhere, we went to Russia, I would be completely lost. So coming yeah. here, you know, as a 20-something-year-old <laughs> kid playing, you know, hockey, you know, that was one of his first people he met. So maybe that did affect him yeah. more than people think. And maybe they do bring it back answer, yeah. and then they just expose Thorburn and maybe they send Thorburn out to the minors and they eat the contract for a year. Because yeah. uh, the, it's under a million dollars, so that would not affect their cap situation if they do send the San Antonio.
1: Yeah, it's possible, but
0: long shot. It, by the, I don't, I
1: don't, I don't see it happening. And one of the things that uh, we have to keep in mind here is that Ryan Reeves, I don't believe, has played a game in the playoffs for the bad. Vegas Golden Knights, no. and I don't know. he's, no, he needs, he, I'm sure he's not going to play Game Four either because they don't need him. Yeah. Um. Just, I mean. I, I, I just – I have my reservations about bringing back a player like that, and I love Ryan Reeves. Mm-hmm. I, that, that guy, I adore that man. But he's just not what the team needs right now.
0: Yeah. He's not. I, I like him now, too. If, but... if now,
1: if he's needed for Tarasenko's psyche, that's one thing. I, I I wouldn't mind that aspect of it. But if you're going to do that, bring him back as a coach.
0: Yeah, he <laughs> like, brought Steve <laughs> Ott back, you know, like anybody can yeah. come back, I guess. So I would uh, – it would be interesting. I mean, I'm one of those where – He's a better version of Thorburn. I'll say that much. And Thor- oh, yeah, Thorburn absolutely. had nearly 60-something games played. Yeah, so, he scored one goal. And i not you asking him, almost 60-something games, one goal. and. Uh, but, yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're going to have to figure out some stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Is anybody off the top of your head on UFAs that you are kind of think uh, may come back? I know we talked about center depth. Do you see a reunion <sighs> with Paul Stastny, or do you think that uh, ship has sailed?
1: I unfortunately feel like that ship has sailed, and I feel like um, what Paul Stassi is finding out at Winnipeg is that he was completely misused in St. Louis. And why would he come back to this? Yeah, he looks
0: really good up there.
1: He has talented, incredible. fast
0: wingers. I think that's uh, it's crazy how good you can seem. Yeah. not saying he, but how good you are. I mean,
1: and and he's a, he's a natural distributor, and that is not the spot that the Blues ever used him in. In his uh, three, almost four years in St. Louis. So uh, if I were him, I would not come back to St. Louis, just not even bother with it. Um, I would love to have him back. And if they're going to use him in that role, that would be great. Uh, But that's not what they would do. Um, So I feel like uh, that's probably I would love to have him back, but I don't think it's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Anybody else on UFA's off the top of your head? You can think that the Blues would uh, go after.
1: Well, that, owners, might, that that might lead to one of my answers to uh, your question. Uh, All we'll right, we'll save to... that one then. So um, we'll save that nugget.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Um, any young kids do you see making the team this year or um, uh, next year? I guess coming up, I guess you could say.
1: I, I feel like, uh, as far as like the top prospects go, I mean, like, Clint Coston kind of struggled in the AHL this year. Of course, he was only 18 years old. So, I mean, you can take that with a grain of salt. I mean, there's an outside shot that he could make the team out of camp. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, somebody like Robert Thomas would seem to um, be a kind of guy who would make a team and kind of play like a, a, like a lower, like a, like a bottom six role and do it. Okay. at the NHL level, um, Jordan Cairo entices me, but I don't know if he's ready for that type of role yet. Uh, I don't know if he's actually going to be able to pop up like that, uh, past that. I mean, we're looking at Tate Thompson and maybe seeing some improvement out of him. Um, but I think a lot of their improvements going to have to come from the out- outside the organization.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, the way the season and press conference went, I think he brought up Thomas's name three times. I. Accounting, yeah, so and they Jordan. really like him so uh, i'm not Jordan. saying they put up spot reserve for him maybe they're not going to project that externally but i think internally they kind of <laughs> really want him to take that 3c spot uh next yeah. season uh, yeah. depending yeah. on what it, they do in the free agency obviously but i think I they would think really like that 3c spot to be his but uh, like yeah. i said who knows what's going to happen uh with the offseason moves they make. So let's get into our uh, three questions like I've been doing. So uh, first be the team MVP.
1: Well, a lot of people are saying Braden Shen. A lot of people are saying Alex Petrangelo. I would actually go and uh, with a little bit of a caveat with Jaden Schwartz, because when he went down, the team went down with him. Uh, It was quite obvious that, you know, the months of uh, December and January were downtime with the blues Uh, When he came back, he was not at full 100%. It was pretty obvious. Uh, When they made the resurgence very late in the season, right before that six-game slide at the end, um, he was the straw that stirred the drink. He was the most valuable to the team's success uh, this season. And when he was up, the team was great. When he was down, the team was bad. And when he was out, the team was non-existent. So, uh, you know, Braden Shen... High marks to him. Alex Petrangelo, great season from him, I thought. Uh, but without Jaden Schwartz, uh, the Blues were bad this year. And I feel like more so than any other year. And so I would say Jaden Schwartz.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad choice. Like, those are pretty much the three guys that literally carried the team on the back for most of the year and uh, one for. Shen and they had Laterra in that spot, and the Blues wouldn't even sniff in a playoff spot this year.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, i just say so. people were talking about, well, Leterra made the playoffs and Shen didn't, and uh, was that trade really that good? Yeah, absolutely it was.
0: Yeah, like, it's one of the few trades where you see, like, it's going to benefit both teams. Like, they're going to get two really good players. Morgan Frost is really good this year in the OHL, uh, yes. you know, for uh, the OHL because he beat, I think, Jordan Kyra by a point. And yes. the uh thing so he's gonna be really good and they get another they get a very high pick in number fourteen the blues uh due to them not making the playoffs yeah uh, so they're gonna get another really good player there <laughs> and <they> go along <laughs> with their other uh prospects uh I think Philly is probably I would say beating the blues in prospects right now due to their uh, defensive yeah. depth and they're in the east spider so I don't really don't care so yeah
1: um, we'll beat we'll them until the state Cup finals anyway I don't really care
0: yeah so they 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 have some ways to go so um yeah Let's see. Yeah. So biggest uh, disappointments.
1: Well, I'm going to go a lot different direction. I think a lot of people will go on this one. Um, The biggest disappointment this year was the fact that Doug Armstrong let David Perron go for free in the expansion draft. Uh, They could have gone a lot of different directions with that. Uh, Patrick Bergman had just as bad of a playoffs last year uh, as David Perron did. That was very quantifiable Mm -hmm. by everything that, Everybody could see, but the problem was they signed him to a five-year contract before all that happened. Uh, so to let him go would be to basically say that was a mistake. Um, they could have definitely exposed Vladimir Subotko to the expansion draft. There, they could have exposed Ryan Reeves there, but they knew that they, were, they had some type of trade in hand on him, which yeah. is why they held on to him. They had Peron left on a one-year, basically on a one-year deal for average money. Uh, if he was part of that offense last year, I don't think we're talking, we might not be talking right now because the playoffs might still be going on. No. Maybe I don't know that for sure, but the, I, I feel like if Peron was with this team with everything else being the same, this is a playoff team, uh, because the offense doesn't suck as bad. Maybe it's not nearly as good as we want it to be. And maybe he's not perfect. And of course he's probably not going to score 66 points with uh, this Blues team as he did with Vegas, but letting him go for free and seeing the season that he had this year, huge disappointment that they just kind of let him go. And I... Everything else, I mean, of course, you could talk about Jake Allen, that's fine. Uh, You can talk about Vladimir Saboka; that's fine. You can talk about Patrick Berglund, that's fine. You can talk about Vladimir Tarasenko for crying out loud. Sure, that's all fine, but the fact that they just let him go for free, David Perron let go for free, when they didn't need to do that. I feel like that's the biggest disappointment.
0: Yeah. It was a uh, hindsight 20, I guess for me, like, like I was, sure. first, I was like yeah. I was disappointed. I was disappointed that he left. And then I'm like, ah, I quantified it. And I'm like, ah, we got Fabry coming back. He's going to be great.
1: Yeah. So do
0: look good. Yeah. Looked good in the playoffs last year, blah, blah. He'll yeah. pick up the, a little bit of slack. Berglund can hopefully pick a little bit up. And None unfortunately all three failed. So, yeah. which made it look really bad. And, and uh, Pran had almost a, I believe, career year. If I, uh, Absolutely a career
1: year. 66 points in 70 games. Yeah, he so is so almost he was a point player for Vegas. Yeah.
0: And uh, he's playing great right now. And uh, yeah. looking, he'll probably be looking to cash in uh, July 1st with somebody. Uh, yeah. I, Vegas might sign him or – I could easily see somebody like Montreal overpaying for him and him going there uh, since he grew up there. Wow,
1: that's an obvious pick now, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah, I can easily see them throwing money at him and jumping at it. Cause, hey, uh, but,
1: kid from Sherbrooke. Oh, yeah, of course we're going to bring him in.
0: <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll throw money at that just to put a aid over that for the season so they can at least say, hey, look at this guy. He's from... He's from nearby, he's, just like we do with Paul yeah, Stasny. I'm like,
1: hey, look at this guy. He's hey, from he's from St. Louis. Look at that. You yeah. can sell EMOs and score goals for us every once in yeah. a
0: while. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. So, uh, the last yeah. one, which uh, I mean, kind of let people they do whatever they want, real type of transaction, which you really think will happen, or just fantasy transaction. It's whatever yeah. you think. Like, if you were Doug Armstrong for a day, or you can do like one transaction for the Blues this off season to help them this season, help them. two seasons, whatever you feel like, what was the one transaction you would do to push this team back into the playoffs?
1: Well, and I know a lot of people are going to probably hate me for suggesting this, uh, but this is one of the free agents that I'm thinking of. Um, If you look at the top of the list and you see Joe Thornton on that, I feel like if they add him and maybe a middling center behind him, um, you don't pay him eight million dollars because obviously he only played half a season this year, and he's, his team's still in the playoffs. But he's not really doing whatever. But he's coming off of an injury. Uh, take a risk on him and throw maybe three million dollars at him and see if he takes it. Um, and I feel like that stabilizes uh, the top six. Yeah, and interesting. Then just, I mean, could you imagine Joe Thornton passing the puck to T- Flavio Tarasenko? I think that would be awesome.
0: Yeah. Like, as much as people like, I know people hate Joe Thornton name for the Perron thing or just I
1: understand the, that. Yeah. the
0: beard thing. I don't even know what it is anymore. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, the dude can play still. And the dude is probably one of the better passers that's for that's out there for a centerman. Yeah. They can distribute. And that's just what we want right now. That's like we have winger, we have good wingers that could actually score now, yeah. uh, at least on the top line, at least. And hopefully they can address that on the right side due to the, uh, Lack of death over there, or even if Jordan Cairo comes in and blows people away and he winds yep. up being your three, your three, number three wide winger, or even number two, depending on how things go. Um, you need somebody to pass in the puck. And, uh, exactly. he said, I think Paul Stassi never got that opportunity to play with, uh, for some reason, him and Teresinko, I just think never meshed well. I don't know what it was. It, well, it, for two days, I don't know what it They weren't
1: together <laughs> for two Yeah, half it's half like they would be
0: together for yeah. two games and then all of a sudden they wouldn't score. So let's break them up. Yeah, that line that he were, was on with Brower and Fabry, I thought was like the best he played in St. Louis because it was two winners absolutely. that complimented him well. Yeah, um, and absolutely. that run obviously yeah. showed it. So, yeah, uh, interesting to, to see was, what like, they do. Playoff run was
1: awesome with those three.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, that's I, that's, really I, that's really, all super disappointed Brower didn't come back because I think that line would uh, would well, be great as your number well it'd be number it'd be number two line I guess for right now Brower's playing a little too far up, but at least you yeah. can. They had good chemistry, which is all I cared about. So. They
1: sure did. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing with Brower. I mean, he had his ticket punched for Western Canada that whole time. So, yeah. I mean, we, we all knew that he was going to leave. So, um, you know, that was going to be a one-and-done situation pretty much from the get-go. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not as upset about that and, of course, how that turned out. I mean, uh, that contract is egregious and uh, he's not playing up to it. So, whatever.
0: Yeah, I don't know you see the um... – Somebody made a GoFundMe and then put it on Twitter and said, help me get Troy Brower, help me buy on Troy Brower's contract. Did you see that? <laughs> was, then he, then that he responded what? and said, he, you can at least tag me when you put something like this.
1: <laughs> was that it was Ken great. Wilson that put that up? Uh, the, one of those stat people in, in Calgary because he, he is huge against that guy. He probably was him. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Read. I saw that.
0: It was great. So, um, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, he, so he, I think it's going to be a more interesting <laughs> off season than people think. Uh, once be. we get done here um with the Stanley cups, so I guess we're into second round about halfway through uh let's yeah. see if vegas plays tonight yeah. um i'll just get your picks. i haven't already done this with everybody else, so you'll be the first who do you okay. kind of think okay. uh of the west who's coming out of the east
1: well uh East, I feel like it's i mean uh and I just saw Tampa Bay just won their game three with Boston, so okay, they take it okay. seriously there, I feel like that was probably going to be what was going to happen anyway, it was Tampa Bay I was going to move on from there. I like Boston, but it's just and I would love to see David Backus raise the cup, but I just don't feel like they'd have a good enough team to push him over the top, uh, so I feel like it's going to be Tampa and uh uh who's going to be the other one um Probably Tampa and Washington. I feel like Washington is actually going to come out of the East this year, uh, and if they can finish the job against Pittsburgh for once, uh, you know, mm. I feel like I feel like they'll be extra motivated. And at that point, it'll just be pushing things over uh, out of the West. I feel like it's even despite what happened in Winnipeg yesterday. I feel like Nashville's probably going to come back in that series and uh, show Winnipeg who's boss. Um, and I feel like they'll probably end up taking on Golden Knights and beating them. I feel like is probably gonna win the cup and hopefully that gives the blues a little bit more motivation.
0: Yeah. Um I I watched the game the other night, man, what if they look really good?
1: That's they looked it. really good in the second and third period, but if they if they get another goaltending performance like they got from Connor Hellbuck in the first period, yeah. They're they, not uh, far. He hasn't
0: uh, I think Renee or him have not been great. This no, <laughs> hasn't really helped.
1: But I they think, weren't going to be in this situation yeah, anyway. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, Nashville like,
0: has not found that playoff gear yet. Like No, it, they will.
1: They will. You that's the thing, will.
0: that's why I keep saying, like, man, I th- want Winnipeg to win this and they got a shot if if Nashville doesn't find that gear soon. Yeah. They, could, they, have, they could get this, but... Um,
1: they have to clamp down now, because... I mean, And I would love to see Paul Stassi do something, but I don't feel like that's going to happen. But I, I feel like Nashville's going to end up winning that series and probably end up winning the whole thing.
0: Yeah, because uh, I think the Golden Knights are going mean, to... I keep picking against them, man. I hate the Golden Knights. <laughs> Everybody like, does. I
1: don't Everybody know why, does. man. I just, you
0: know, I'm just, i a hater. I hate it. Like It's just I, like, that team comes in here and just tears it up, and it's just like, they find the one guy who's a fourth <laughs> liner who has 18 career goals. He gets 41 this year, and he's... A star now, and then you have Dave Braun have a career year, and James and Neal is James great. James Neal has
1: been himself. Mark really Andre ridiculous. Fleury's playing like he's 25 again. And you know, it's yeah. like
0: I saved an overtime <laughs> last night. I was just like, they're gonna win this game. So I saw same week, yeah, the same like the other.
1: Yeah, it, it was too easy. It was too easy. So that was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, they're, they're just, they're they're just, I, I maybe a team of destiny. I would hate to see that from an expansion team getting yeah. in their first season at the like, Stanley Cup over the. Blues It'd be the best thing won. commercially be for, for
0: the NHL, though. It'd be the best Absolutely. thing commercially. They would get so many Thank eyes you. on the game because of that.
1: But <laughs> Thank you, C- Seattle Kraken. Give us $1.5 billion, please. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> yeah, give us, a, give us a billion dollars, and we'll
0: let you pick whoever you want. So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's so. crazy. So uh, playoffs still going on. At probably another around May 2nd, so probably another five weeks or so. The uh, six weeks <laughs> probably, and then the draft. As uh, draft will be in June. The Blues do have a pick. Yep. We don't know what that pick is yet. Probably be in the low yeah. of mid to lower twenties. 20s. Lower twenties. 20s. Yeah,
1: it'll depend on when where Winnipeg finishes because that's uh, what they got in the Paul Staskin deal, other than Eric Foley. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. So look at something there. I I, I kind of see them dealing that pick. So I I just think yep. that pick that's there for the taking. So I think. Uh, I am actually thinking they would. I think the Blues would make that kind of weird splash and go up and try to get somebody up higher. I could easily okay. see them trying to go for the St. Louis kid if a deal's yep. there. I don't think it's going to happen because all the teams that are up there need need I, players I, right I, now. So I would
1: love Brady Kachuk. I just don't feel like that's going to happen. I would. Yeah, love you that need
0: to, team. the teams that are around that area all need help uh, yeah. really bad. Not just like they just randomly got that pick. Um, but uh, hell, like hell, Ottawa. Hell,
1: why shoot that low? Let's go for the first pick overall and try to get Raspostelli. Oh, yeah, that's all I was hoping. I was
0: like, it would be the Blues' luck to get that 1.5 and actually get, like, the first overall pick randomly. <laughs> and then you're sitting there like,
1: oh, that's it's, great. Yeah, I was just to say, we're talking about, you know, at the very end of the season, oh, they rigged, rigged the system against us. And then all of a sudden, oh, hey, guess what? The Blues have the first overall pick. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, then,
0: that happened. Oh, man, that would have been ridiculous. That would have yeah. probably uh, – that would have been a nice start to the off-season. It made me it feel a little been... bit about missing the playoffs, but yep. No so, luck this time. Sorry, really Phil,
1: you get next year's pick, not this one. <laughs>
0: yeah, so uh, we'll wrap it up there. So if people want to get a hold of you, uh, where would they find you and where to find your show at?
1: Well, uh, individually, I am at King Donut KingDonutEye on Twitter. I don't really tweet that often anymore, but I do when I, when I you know, am not at work. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh I got that. I am also uh every once in a while tweeting on our um podcast Twitter account. That is Beyond checkered That's checkered Checkerdome on Twitter. Uh that's me and Tim, uh also known as Cross check rays. Uh it used to be a weekly podcast, and right now it's off season mode. So um uh um, I know what that is, so
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So episode 188 hasn't been recorded yet. So we'll we'll get to that point. Um and yeah, I was to so say you can find me puttering around elsewhere. I'm living in Kansas City now, and just really busy with uh, life and uh, work and baby boy and all that good stuff. So
0: good stuff. So oh yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely uh, maybe after the uh, draft and after the free agent great free agent craziness that happens around July <laughs> first. That's the
1: rarest signs of seven year deal with the Blues. Of yeah, course. seven year
0: at 14 <laughs> pop. So yeah, which I could easily set happening. I do. Uh,
1: too. I yeah. could too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I could easily. I'm. My prediction is if he goes to free agency, it's be seven years at twelve and a half per. So I,
1: and I would easily take him at that deal because he would. Yeah, I would him to take him at that
0: deal him. too. So I don't care. I don't care if it screws us for the next. Uh, at the last three years of that deal, uh, as long as we get a cup in the first four, uh, I, was about to, I was about to say
1: your, your top nine set at that point. So might as well yeah. go ahead and take it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's us take it and run with it. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for uh, the chat. So I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk soon.
1: We'll talk again. Thank you. Appreciate it.